0: This gesture, four fingers held up, we often see three-fourths of a way through a football game. We see generally both sidelines making this gesture to the, to the players on their team. All the players, the coaches, the scouts, whoever's on the sideline typically makes this gesture, symbolizing that the fourth quarter has arrived. And this is the time where victory will be won or lost. And that is exactly what our church wants us to hear and to receive in the readings and the Mass that we celebrate on this Sunday, the final Sunday of the church's celebration of Ordinary Time. The church's liturgical year will end next Sunday when the church celebrates the Feast of Jesus Christ, King of the Universe. And so like I said at the beginning of Mass, this is your last Green Sunday, but more importantly, the church, our mother, draws the attention of her children to the fact that we are in the fourth quarter. Uh, liturgically speaking, we're well into the fourth quarter. We're maybe past the two-minute warning by this point. But humanly speaking, regardless of how old you are, the day that you, that when you walked into the church this morning, regardless of your age, you find yourself and the church wants you to realize you are in the fourth quarter. And generally, when we find teams in the fourth quarter, a team that's, a behind, that's behind in the score, they may hold up this sign and say, hey, it's the fourth quarter, let's go, let's go. And that's kind of like they're, they're signing to each other of, hey, we're behind, but we can still win this thing. Let's make the changes that we need to. Let's fight hard. We can still win this. Maybe that's how some of us come this morning. The team that is winning currently when the fourth quarter begins When they hold up the the four fingers, uh, symbolizing the beginning of the fourth quarter, their mentality seems to be like, hey, guys, we got to keep up the intensity. We can't go easy. Victory is almost ours. Keep pushing hard. And so this is exactly what the church wants us to hear and what she wants us to receive this morning. And this is the message that we hear in the gospel as well as in the first reading. In the first reading this morning, we heard from the prophet Daniel, and Daniel tells us this many of those who sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake. Some shall live forever, others shall be an everlasting horror and disgrace. And I prayed with this earlier this week, and I thought, gee, Daniel, are you talking about Reader fans? Some shall be an everlasting horror and disgrace. But I think Daniel is wanting to draw our attention to something even more important than football. And so there are three things, don't miss them, three takeaways that I think the church wants to draw the attention of her children to this morning. And she's saying, hey, pay attention. Take these three things seriously because we are in the fourth quarter here. Victory will soon be won or lost. And so what's the first thing the church is inviting us to take seriously this morning? Number one. The gift of human freedom. Brothers and sisters, this gift is real. Free will is real. What does that mean? Every human being has the power, has the capacity given to them by their God to make a choice, to make a decision whether or not to serve him, whether or not to love him, whether or not to live a life that submits to his reign and his lordship or that strives to to make itself its own God. Brothers and sisters, freedom is real. We live in a culture today that would seem to tell us that it is not possible to sin, that evil doesn't exist, that really you can do anything, you can live however you want to live your life, and at the end of life, everyone goes to heaven. There are zero saints of the Catholic Church that have taught that. The Catholic Church herself has never professed that to be true. Rather, the Church tells her children that heaven is possible, but so is hell. And the decision is ultimately up to you and I. Heaven is not some participation trophy that is given to every child at the end of life, just for playing the game of life. It is not possible to live a life of indifference to Jesus and then expect to go to heaven, because heaven is where he reigns. Heaven is where His victory is unleashed and is lived and is embraced. And because we are free, it is possible for us to reject that victory and to say, I really don't care. I'm indifferent. I could care less about whether or not I receive the grace and I live under the grace of that victory for the rest of eternity. And so, brothers and sisters, our freedom is real. And the church invites her children this morning to be aware of that and to take that seriously. Free will, take it seriously. Heaven and hell, the choice is quite literally up to us. The second thing that our mother, the church, calls her children's attention to this morning is eternity. And she says, hey, take eternity seriously. And we live within time and space, and it can be kind of difficult for us to really grasp the concept of eternity. And it can be easy for us to think like, oh, man, well, eternity... I really need this passing pleasure right now. It's going to make me happy in four seconds. It's going to last half a second. Man, I really need that. And so to help us recognize eternity, like what it actually is, that we could spend hours and hours and hours trying to grasp the concept, I'm going to propose just a simple thought example for us this morning. A lot of us have been to the beach. California, Mexico, Florida, wherever your beach is, I'm going to invite you in your mind's eye on this brisk November morning to go there. Feel the the beating of the sun, the rushing of the waves, the sand under your feet. Picture what that looks like. And I want you to bend down and pick up a single grain of sand, one grain of sand. And I want you to put that in your pocket, and we're going to walk, carry, swim, kayak, that single grain of sand all the way around the world to Mount Everest. We're going to climb Mount Everest, and we're going to put that single grain of sand on top of Mount Everest. How long would it take to do that? A year? And so it take a year for us to get back to wherever that beach was in Florida or Mexico wherever it is and to take up not three, one more grain of sand to go back to Mount Everest. And so in four years, we have made two round trips with two grains of sand. How many grains of sand are on that beach? A lot. How long is it going to take to move that single beach in Florida to the top of Mount Everest one by one. How long will that take? I don't know, Father, 680 billion years. Brothers and sisters, 680 billion years from now, eternity is just beginning. You cannot fathom what you are playing with. And God makes each of us free to choose where we will spend eternity. Every single person in the church this morning is going to live forever. Every single one of us has a soul that will never be destroyed. Think about that. From this point onwards, for the rest of eternity, you will exist. And our mother, the church this morning, tells us, take freedom seriously, because eternity is real. And it is also meant to be taken seriously. And so take freedom seriously. Take eternity seriously. Lastly, the church reminds us and implores us this morning to take her sacraments seriously. Because the sacraments are not gifts that we came up with ourselves. The sacraments are efficacious, powerful gifts that have been given to us by our God. And this is the God, as we heard in the second reading, who puts his enemies at his footstool. What are the enemies of God? Ultimately, sin and death. Let's think about that. Sin and death. Anybody struggle with those things? Anybody think death might present itself in their lives? All of us know the power of sin. And all of us do know through the loss of loved ones and will know the power of death. And Jesus of Nazareth has conquered these. And Paul tells us, I love the image. They are his footstool. And so Jesus is literally kicking up his feet on top of those things. He's not worried about them at all. And he loves us so much that he has given us sacraments, which means tangible ways by which the power of his victory is communicated to his friends. Take the sacraments seriously. Baptism, the doorway to the family of God, by which we enter into the life of Jesus Christ himself reconciliation. When was the last time we made a good, honest confession? You ever think about it? The ultimate difference between a saint and a sinner, there's a few of them, but ultimately a saint and a sinner, what's the difference? One honest, humble confession. That's all it takes because what Jesus has conquered, that victory is unleashed every time we make an honest, humble confession to a Catholic priest. The victory of Easter itself is given to every child of God when they leave the confessional after having made an honest confession. The Blessed Sacrament, when we come to Mass, what are we doing? When we come to Mass, we are here at the offering of Jesus, of the eternally good, eternally perfect God, who steps in our place and who offers himself to the Father, that his children may have life and may have it abundantly. So often we come to Mass and we're thinking, gee, this homily's really dragging on and on, and man, tacos sound good for breakfast, and boy, what's the line on the Chiefs game? Guys, hello, we are at the most important event in the history of the world. St. Paul wants us to recall that, that there is no greater power than the power that is about to be unleashed in this Mass here at this altar, and that power is going to be received by many of us in the church today. Some of us, for the first time. Beautiful. That power is real. And that power is efficacious to the extent that we are willing to allow it to change and to form our lives. But it can be so easy for us to kind of just come and check the box and not really present ourselves, not really humbly be here at Mass. And we can be so, like, unaware of how powerful the Eucharist is, we can receive it and then head straight for the parking lot and make a run for it. Because Mass was just another thing on our agenda rather than the source and the summit of the Christian life. And so our mother, the Church, calls her children this morning to take the sacraments, especially the Eucharist, seriously. Because our freedom is real. Eternity is real. And the power of the sacraments, brothers and sisters, is also real. And so we find ourselves in the fourth quarter of our lives... And our mother, the church, looks at us and says, hey, you can still win this thing. Keep up the intensity.